Hello, listeners. Hello. Welcome back. You are listening to the Naked Truth Podcast, Season 6, Episode 2. We are happy to have you. We are happy to be here. And you are a part of, again, we said Season 6, and we are going over everything Huga. You, you forgot to introduce yourself. What, oh, if, what oh, if there's well, new listeners and know, they don't know who you are? I, I feel like we go sort of way back and, and, you know, I don't know if you're, but the, for the brand new listeners, I am Heather and um, hello, all new listeners and all old listeners. I'm still Mary Catherine. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very optimistic that we have new listeners every week. So uh, yeah. I would hate for somebody to think, I mean, we do. I would I analytics. We did. We absolutely do. So yeah. you needed to interrupt me. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, not that I wouldn't enjoy being mistaken for you, but I just want to make sure that our new listeners are informed yes but yes we're heather and mary Catherine, and we are so happy to be back we were off most of the summer and we are now back for 10 um wonderful episodes on sort of the essence of the huga lifestyle and if you missed the first episode we discuss what huga is why it is important and why we're doing a full season on adapting or or discussing how we're applying this danish concept the sort of sort of an art of happiness the danish art of happiness um to our everyday life and um today the topic is um actually this it's called keep calm and huga on and it's Huga and your mental health, stress, and anxiety. So we're going to talk about how Huga, creating comfort and um, creating comfort and the f- familiar f- familiarity in your life can actually help your mental health. Um, when I- I'm going to start things off because I'm going to start. I'm going to talk to you about what stress does, does to your body. And we've all heard it before, but I think we need a reminder. Um, We, we were, we went through a pandemic and life slowed way down and we were forced to slow down. And we actually took, you know, there was some pretty, pretty good things, uh, some, some pretty hard things too, that we took from that, but some pretty good things as far as slowing down, but uh, things have opened back up again. And, and I, it's it's I think that we're we're all reminded about about slowing back down and about um, just uh, living a slower, simpler, more living, more basic. So when we feel stress, our bodies, um, we will stew on these issues for a long time and then our bodies produce cortisol and this gets us all fired up. And we um, feel like our engines are running on all cylinders. And cortisol is actually a very natural thing. And we, it, we need it. It's, it's not a bad thing. And it's kind of part of our fight or flight mechanism. And it keeps us alert. We need it to live. We really do it. It helps navigate us. But when levels spike, the body is ready then for action. Um, ready to physically fight, in fact. And in order to reduce cortisol, you need to have a release. But if you don't have a release, those levels just sit there in your body. And as we know, 
this can cause all kinds of issues. If those cortisol levels spike for prolonged periods of time, it can interfere with our learning, our memory, our immune functions, um, our blood pressure, cholesterol. It can make it harder for us to control our weight. Um, we, can, we are at risk of depression. Um, but there's hope in, in what we're talking about with applying HUGA to your life, making time for the familiar and for the things that are comforting is the ideal way to channel your stress into something more gratifying and more satisfying. And it can be the relief that, that you're needing. Um, we do not, I don't know anyone who tends to get a release by sitting in front of a computer. So we need to find ways to diffuse the little time bombs inside our bodies, or we will potentially develop stress-related illnesses. In fact, I, we Heather, will. I think that there are certain adult websites that people go to specifically to find release, but I don't know that any of those would be. You, you are correct. I don't know that, that this that that would necessarily work in and not, my, not for huga not for huga no, no no that's um that's season seven <laughs> okay oh, season seven episode three did somebody order a pizza boom chicka boom chicka boom oh and I, my head's not in the clouds with this stuff because it is not as simple. Believe me, I've tried this. It's not as simple as just saying, you know, I'm I'm not going to be this stressed anymore and then just follow through on, you know, some little checklist or I'm going to do this and this and this. And that doesn't work. Like we said in the last episode, it's a process. Yep. It's not, you know, a one time thing. Yep. So. There are some things, some, some ways that I'm going to go over that ways, very simple ways, things that won't take a lot of motivational energy for you, where you can really slow things down and make a difference and allow yourself a bit of a break. Um, so here's some actual things you can do to start practicing Huga and in turn, help you reduce anxiety and stress. And the first thing is to do something physical. And, um, you know, 30 minutes of movement a day in any capacity is optimal. But anything, if you just get up and, um, you know, walk, walk outside four houses down one way, four houses down back, if you live on a dirt road, you know, you know, five minutes, one direction, five minutes, the other start small, man, you know, but your body will release stress. And that is the, one of the best and most natural ways to do it by, by actually using your body. So it is, it's all wound up inside in those moments, moving it will unwind it naturally. Um, and, uh, my next, my next little suggestion for change is to, if you, if you don't have a bedtime, um, some of, some of us, you know, are always in bed by 11 or always in bed by nine or whatever your situation is. Um, think about when you usually are, are headed to bed and give yourself this week, um, go to bed one hour earlier at night. 
um, you know, transforming your bedroom time into like a Huga League sanctuary um, is it's it's all well and good, but it's only going to do the trick if you get in there and make the most of it. And sleep is actually a wonderful healer. So uh, just one hour, one hour of going of, of shutting the day down a little bit early. Uh, my next suggestion is to take regular breaks at work. Um, I'll say that again for myself. Take regular breaks at work. So um, make a conscious effort to stop work for um, even if it's just to make yourself some tea. Um, it's essential. It's critical. And um, also make sure you take your full lunch hour. Run an errand. Go for a walk. Or think about, okay, what can I do on this lunch hour that is going to be restful and just, you know, give me a little bit of peace and leave your cell phone during that hour in another room. Give yourself that midday break. Make it sacred. Um, next, leave work on time. That's another one I should say about three or four times, but um, <laughs> maximize your downtime Make sure you leave your office when you're supposed to. Um, and if that seems like too much, like maybe you work, maybe you don't, it's just, maybe you're like me sometimes and it feels out of control. And you, sometimes it isn't at night that I'm putting an extra time. I, I'll get up in the wee morning sometimes. And that's, that's kind of the same thing, but set parameters. And if you can't do it all once, if that feels like, whew, I, I, that's going to be a hard thing to really back off, it, just back off 30 minutes. And, and then next week, see if you can back it off a little bit more. Go slow with yourself. Um, but I would encourage you to be very strict with yourself on this. You, um, you didn't sell your soul to get a wage. And um, you'll, you'll be more effective if you know that you have a set time that you're leaving. So that's my advice on that. And um, uh, it's something that um, I say that very matter of factly and like I believe it with my whole heart, but it's that one area that I, I struggle the most with as well. Um, next, shut off electronic advice, devices. And I don't, I don't do this daily, but I do it enough. I, I would say if I could do an average three to four days a week, I will shut my phone off during periods of the day or leave it where I don't hear and I allow myself to disconnect from the world even if it's even if sometimes 30 minutes a day makes a difference but if you can do it a couple hours um it it makes a big difference and if you um or just turn off the ringer um take some time to breathe um, but slowly, but surely you, uh, you'll find yourself taking time out and making space to actually maybe be together with people versus, you know, the phone or just giving yourself a break from always being available. It's, it's a huge thing to, um, to actually give yourself that space. Um, adapt your lighting. This is, uh, this is something I've had figured out for years, but I do not like fluorescent lights in any, in any 
workplace, whether it started at work, but in my home, I don't have fluorescent lights. And then kind of the big overhead lights in rooms, they exist in my home. So when I enter a room, I will turn on the big overheads, but I always have lamps that, so I turn the big light on and I walk to lamps and turn on lamps instead of the big overhead light. And there's a purpose for the big overhead light. We all need it at times, maybe when we're cooking or cleaning, or it just needs to be bright. But when, when the evening is here and, you know, if I'm wanting you know, to read my book in my bedroom, you know, I, I do not blazing overhead light on, you know, I want soft, intimate, you know, little lamps with warmth and orangey light. And, and I put them all over my house. I have them in my office. I do not turn those fluorescents on. I turn the lamps on and it is, it's, it's like a cozy den and it's very inviting. People say it all the time that, you know, that my office is just like so soothing and it's the lighting. It's totally the lighting. Um, so th- that's that's a small change. It, I mean, that, that you can make. You can look around and think, okay, how could I cozy this space up? If I spend a lot of time in this room, in this home office, or in this office, in, in this building, how can I make it more cozy so that it's more enjoyable to be here and more comforting? Um, candles. Obviously, candles are comforting, but actually lighting candles and taking a moment just to breathe in the warmth, watch the fire. There's there's just a huge calming sense that comes over us when when we when we have a flame in front of us, fireplace, candle, whatever it is. But a candle is a really quick relaxation aid. It, it is. And that's what we're talking about. Ways, easy, easy ways to just boom you know, turn some, some hygge on in your day. Um, allow yourself a daily indulgence. I wrote this down because um, I've, I, I do this on occasion when I, when I feel like there's not a whole lot to look forward to. So um, think, think about what you can do every day to, to do, to give yourself something special. It, it can be, of course, I think food or, you know, (laughs) or certain, uh, you know, certain warm drinks or whatever, but really it can be anything that just makes, you know, that feels decadent to you. Maybe it's Uh, visiting one of those websites for release. (laughs) Maybe you let yourself do that. That might feel decadent. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. feel decadent. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, I have made since I have um, been, you know, studying huga. I've made maybe six to ten um, playlists that are all like huga based um, playlists on Spotify. So then my next one was to really um, like look at look around at like your senses throughout the day like like what's around you what are you touching what are you hearing what are you smelling um and if if you've got something i don't know if you got the news on in the background while you're working turn that off and put you know there's there's so much you know that at your fingertips that you can you can put on to create just a, um, a real calming and feeling of, of warmth and intimacy. Um, and, and I encourage you to do it whenever possible. So those are just my little, my little quick 
pieces of advice on how to apply, you know, these little bursts of huga and, and especially to apply them on the days that you do feel like you feel that stress is at a high rate and you feel anxious and um, stop, make sure you're taking the breaks Make sure, you know, stop and say, what am I going to do for myself today, even for 10 minutes? Um, you know, look at your surroundings and think, how can I better or how can I improve my surroundings here? You know, I, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Um, what, what, can, what can I do where I'm sitting or in this room, you know, to help aid help to help change that to help to have it be a place where where I feel comfort I those are such good tips all of them and just little things that you talk about that you don't really like I know that candles are synonymous with relaxation like lighting candles for a bath or lighting candles um to to kind of give some ambiance in your home but going into the detail of like watching the flame and all of that like it's so true just light it have it be you know hoisted up so it's in your vision so you know as you're you're seeing that warmth then as you're going about your day and um sure we all like to light candles and we like the the aroma that they give off and it does make us feel more cozy and warm but to actually have it be an experience to have your coffee drinking coffee can be an experience it is for me you Mm -hmm. know my the morning that is an experience it is not just you know hurriedly making the coffee and getting it ready to cap you know i that I like to take a minute and and just have it be, you know, kind of a ritualistic, a real positive um, symbol of starting my day and kind of um, it's what I and then I sit down and think about my day and and try, you know, set my intentions um, a few things that are that would take you a little bit more work that I highly recommend is. Um, whether you want to do it yearly, quarterly, every, you know, twice a year, basically whenever you could, depending on your life, putting aside a weekend solely for you and for your self care. Um, I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's ultimate huga, but that's, that is, um, you know, I, I would, highly recommend I want to plant that seed with everyone that if you've never done that or if you're not doing that routinely and routinely can can be like what I said it it doesn't mean you have to go away every month by yourself somewhere um but you know whatever that means for you and whatever that that looks like um that's uh so critical i feel you know time alone and just getting a break from the the day in and day out well heather has provided us with some phenomenal ideas um for incorporating huga into your mental health wellness and different ways that all of these huga tips and methods can 
aid with your stress and reduce your anxiety. Um, And I'm sure that there are probably some listeners out there that are listening to this list and thinking, well, that would be really nice if I could do that. Or when am I ever going to find the time to do this? Or, um, and, and I'm not saying all, but I'm sure that there are some out there that are listening and thinking that. And so I wanted to, as part of this episode, take some time to share my experience over the past month with hookah. And last week in our introductory episode, I had shared with our listeners that I um, am currently in healing right now from a surgery that I had about a month ago. And I'm just recently entering back into the workforce. I've been um, able to work from home for a while, um, which enabled me to stay home healing even a little bit longer. But um, I got the all clear from my doctor and I'm heading back into the office. And um, this this surgery was one that I knew I needed, um, but it was one that I was having some trouble getting. Um, and uh, spoiler alert, Heather and I are going to be doing a bonus episode this season on women's health and wellness. Um, it's a cause that has become very near and dear to my heart. Um, we'll get more into that, uh, when we do that episode, but I've been having some health issues for a long time and it's, it's affected my, uh, well-being. Um, you know, when you have chronic issues, they, uh, tend to kind of creep into all areas of your life. And, um, I was able to change healthcare providers and my new doctor recognized the problem immediately. And it's, it's been a lot. It's just, there has been a lot going on in a very short period of time and it not, and none of it was bad, but there was so much in so short in such a short time span, it was extremely overwhelming. Once again, good overwhelming, but overwhelming nonetheless. So when I found out that I was going to have this surgery, it was right before I had left to go on a five-day vacation to my niece's bridal shower. And when I got back from that vacation, I only had a about two or three weeks to prepare for surgery and to prepare for being off work for a period of time. And Heather had reached out to me about doing our season six on Huga. And so I was blessed time wise that this all just kind of happened organically. And knowing that I was going to be off work, I instead of being apprehensive about my surgery, which I still was a little bit because it's surgery. Um, But knowing that I was going to be off and knowing that I was going to have time where I literally could do nothing. I planned to try to incorporate as much huga into my life during my recovery time as possible. And I, I get it. I live a very active lifestyle. I, since this is kind of a confessional, it, Heather admitted to some things earlier in the episode. <laughs> I, I too glorify busy. I love being busy. I 
love taking on projects. I love doing things. And so to have seven days where I could do nothing, I knew that it was going to drive me insane. So I won't lie. Part of my Huga planning was that I was kind of tricking myself because I still thought I was going to be doing something, right? Like I still had something to do. I still had a plan to follow. And in in the days that followed after my surgery, as I allowed not only my body to rest, but also my mind and my soul, I cannot begin to tell you the difference that I have seen in my life as a result. Now, granted, part of that positive change in my life is that this, I mean, obviously you have surgery to fix issues and my surgery has done that. So from a physical standpoint, I'm feeling much better, but allowing myself to unplug allowing myself to rest, allowing my, not, and when I say rest, not just my body, but also my mind, allowing myself to not be busy, allowing myself to not always have to be on the go. And how did, well, I mean, part of it obviously was mandatory, right? Like for the first two to three days following my surgery, I didn't move around all that much. Um, so knowing that that was going to be the case, I planned ahead. I went to the library. I got some books that, um, weren't, uh, they, they weren't self-help. They were enjoyable books. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't going to have to be doing something. Um, I planned ahead so I would be able to enjoy, um, healthy foods and I, I made food ahead of time. I had people, I, I'm extremely blessed and fortunate to have an amazing circle around me. So I had people that reached out, what can I do? What do you need? And I, I utilized that when you have help, women, ladies use it. I know so often we don't because we feel that we've got to carry this. We feel the stress of having to do, to go, to, to be, I, I didn't, it, when I had a friend to reach out and say, Hey, I'm going to Aldi. What can I bring you post-surgery? I gave her a list of things I wanted post-surgery. <laughs> and, um, I, I, I met with a, a nutrition specialist to make sure that I would be eating the right foods post-surgery. And once my surgery day came, I was blessed that my sister was able to drive me, um, took great care of me that day. Um, Mark took great care of me. Once I got home, uh, I, I put a plan in place that all I would have to do was rest. And, um, you know, even down to the, the pillows, the blankets, um, you know, what, how, how I was going to relax all of that. And, as a result, when it was time for me to go back to work, uh, my mind and my focus was so much clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you do you talk, you hear about people cleaning out the cobwebs. Well, 
I, I don't know that I had cobwebs. I just had stress mm-hmm. and anxiety everywhere in my brain. And I remember it was probably day two or day three after I had started back to work full time. And I um, was still experiencing, uh, you know, a few minor physical uh, issues from surgery. So at one point in time, I had woken up in the middle of the night and um, I was just having a hard time getting comfortable and getting back to bed. And I started thinking about what I had to do the next day. And I was thinking, you know, I have to do A, I have to do B, I have to do C. And I could feel because I, it had been so long since I had done this, mm-hmm. I could feel physical changes in my body as I began to think about things that were starting to cause me stress. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say the words out loud, but I thought to myself, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. This is not what you're doing anymore. And I, I did, but like we, like we've talked about over the past couple of episodes, this is a process. It's not a switch mm-hmm. that you can flip. And I have been trying to incorporate little things on a daily basis. I've really been trying to, um, you know, when you talk about having your coffee being experienced, um, you know, this, this season, we're going to do an episode on morning and evening routines. I've really tried to incorporate some of that, um, every day into my, into my lifestyle, trying to take all of these benefits from having the <coughs> opportunity to have seven days of nonstop huga. And I'm, I'm just really trying to take that forward. So I, I guess where I'm going with this is that if you're sitting here and if you're listening to all of these um, methods and all of these things that you can incorporate into your days and you, you're, you're thinking that you, you can't afford, maybe not money-wise, but time-wise to do these things, what I'm telling you is that from your mental health and your stress and your anxiety perspective, listeners, trust me when I say you can't afford not to. Mm-hmm. And just the little things that I've been able to, to notice, um, my all around disposition is happier. I can feel my stress level lower. And I, I mean, as an accountant, I'm entering into my busiest season of the year right now. And I'm so grateful that I'm going into it with a clear head from, Mm -hmm. from having practiced this, but, um, it, it's a game changer from a stress and anxiety level for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, everything that you talked about this episode, Heather, I've tried to incorporate almost every single one of those mm-hmm. into my life over the past month. And it's, yeah. it's a process, but it's one that I'm so grateful that I have been able to start and it is one that I don't want to stop. Because mm-hmm. as um, in the last episode, I I kind of started things off by saying you know, I, I was inspired to research this and um, 
and and look into this more the the danish art of happiness and um it was because i just felt like you know there has to be more life than this there has to be and so if uh, we tr- we've tried today to give you just some very simple non um he- not huge time committed type activities um to to try but um if you still don't really know where to start you know maybe things are so off the rails it, it, and I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if many, many people feel that way because things get so, so busy. They, they just do. And, and things can, you can get overwhelmed and you can, there, it's not just our schedules that cause us stress. We can have life experiences and illnesses and family who are ill and just drama. And, and we need a, we need a break from it all. And so start by, giving giving yourself 15 minutes with a piece of paper and get back to knowing what actually provides you comfort you know what are the things that you know whether they're around you or in in your life right now that's neither here nor there but what are the things that maybe in the past or now you know that have brought you comfort and, and we, we gave you some ideas to start, but there's a whole gamut of, of other things. It could be, could be knitting, you know, nature, being out in nature, like just do a brain dump on a, on a piece of paper and all the things that just pr- make you feel comforted and warm and, um, you know, c- c- movies, movies with a warm blanket, you know, just start there and then look at that list and think of what what is realistic for today what is realistic for this week what is realistic for this weekend that i can i can take this right here this this action and and apply that to my day i when when you talk about that heather about you know, just finding like one thing or two things that you can kind of incorporate. And it made me think, um, you know, when we, you know, we're talking about mental health wellness, you know, comparison to physical wellness, right. Mm -hmm. With, with Mm -hmm. lifestyle. And when, when people have food versions, they will be advised by their dietitian or their doctor to, to keep a, a record, right. Of, you know, when you eat certain foods, how do you feel? Or as you start to take foods away, when do you start to feel better? And I remember a few years back as I started to eat a little bit cleaner, I remember that uh, one of my friends at work made the observation to me that after coming back from lunch, I wasn't sick anymore. And she said, I don't know if you realize it, but when you were going out to lunch and eating crap, you would come back and you would be sick almost every day. And a lot of times when we start to eat clean, what we find is that what we thought was a normal feeling wasn't normal at all. Like to feel bloated after a meal or to feel sick. And, you know, you would think, oh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm just full. I ate too much. Well, you know, you're not supposed to feel that way <laughs> when you eat right, right? And what I think our listeners are going to find as you start to incorporate huga into your life, 
the benefits that it has and what it's going to do to your mental health, what it is going to do to your stress level, what it is going to do to your anxiety, you're going to realize that what you thought was normal wasn't. And you're going to notice it right away. Yes. Really, you really will. You know, taking a taking a break or you know timed breaks throughout the day. You know, stepping away, um, it, you're you're gonna notice a difference right away. You're gonna you're gonna feel, um, you're gonna feel a sense of release. It's gonna it's like Men's Warehouse. You're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> we we are not paid sponsors for Men's Warehouse, by the way. We, we are not. <laughs> but maybe after this episode, someone will be contacting us. Not sure. But thank you, everyone, for listening today to our Huga Mental Health Strategies. And we will see you next week where we will continue talking about how to apply Huga to, our, to your life so that you can live a peaceful, more meaningful, minimalistic life. And until then, we're real, we're live. And we're women. Thank you for listening <laughs> to, to the, the Naked Truth. Truth. Hi, I'm Heather, Certified Transformational Life Coach and Meditation Instructor. And I'm Mary Catherine, a Certified Yoga Instructor and Truth Crusader. Welcome to The Naked Truth, a podcast for women who are ready to talk transparently about living this life as authentic women. Throw in the towel when it comes to pretending, covering up, and exhausting fake fronts and learn how to be and accept you. Each week and each season, we will discuss and break down topics that are profound, challenging, and mad real when it comes to the hearts of womankind from two women who passionately accept you right where you are. Because we've lived a little and we aren't afraid to share it. We're real, we're live, and we're women. Welcome to the Naked Truth. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for new episode notifications, as well as updates and random pieces of positivity to brighten your day. That's the Naked Truth Podcast on Facebook and at the Naked Truth Pod on Instagram. And shout out to Ewart Williams for our epic theme song and Michaela Shope for our top-notch cover art.